welcome to this Dealer's Edge online training session featuring Don Tipton with a workshop on re-engineering your dealership's express service process. Today we'll learn the secrets behind making it work for both the dealership and customer. Don Tipton is president of DTC Retail Consulting, an advisory firm that specializes in helping auto retailers improve results in their fixed operations departments. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge. So look at every step to, to reduce time. Hey, hey Don. Mike? Yeah, take sir? a couple questions. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Um, first one is, um, where, what works best? Where, where, where should we put the, the quick service operation? Should it be, be sort of mixed in with the other, the, the, the normal shop technicians, or should it have its own separate area? Well, it depends on the structure, and we're going to talk about structure here in, in a little bit, Mike, but if, if you have a standalone express uh, team or a standalone express technicians that everybody feeds or dedicated service advisor feeds, then the closer to the service lane, probably the better, just because of dispatch and communication. Um, if, if you are on a group system um, and you don't have a dedicated express advisor and you have groups in your shop, another option is for each group to have their own express technicians, which would be located with with that group of technicians. So it would depend on the structure, Mike. And, and um, should we should we try to run this as a separate business, like with its own accounting, or or just as part of the service department? Uh, both. Um, I like to have the separate the, the separate numbers, whether it's on the same page. Or like on a Ford statement, uh, Ford has a separate um, uh, financial page for the quick lane. Again, you can't manage what you can't measure. It's nice to see these numbers separately so that you can see the impact that it has, and then you know it should be included, obviously, in your overall service numbers as well. Okay. And uh, you mentioned appointments. Uh, is it is it really feasible to have uh, quick service customers make appointments? Well, again, they um, they're calling for a reason, and I have yet to ask uh, I have yet to ask this uh, that question on site at a dealership when I haven't uh, had the response has been that there's a substantial amount of customers that call just for an oil change before they show up. So somewhere along in the past, we've proven to them that we can't pull it off. They feel more comfortable with the reservation, having an appointment. Um, so the ones that feel more comfortable with an appointment, let's make them an appointment. And, okay. um, again, I wouldn't force them, Mike. You know, I still say you have the option of coming at your convenience. If you'd like to make a, an appointment for this, we'll be glad to do it, and this is what I have available. How does that work for you? And so right. we get a few that we can shift out of our non-peak times, which takes a little bit of the pressure off. Every little bit helps. Okay, good deal. Is, uh, we've seen uh, quick service operations. Some have lifts. Some have a pit where there's a, you know, there's a guy in the pit. Draining oil, uh, which is preferable in your view? I've seen the pit be the most efficient of, the, of those scenarios where you have a, um, a person underneath and a person up top, both within the, within the dealership operation and with the aftermarket. I've seen the, the pit to be the most efficient time lot. Okay. All right. And why would a dealer, is it, is it really just a matter of what, what you have available in the facility that would determine whether you use a pit or if you had your druthers, you'd use the pit, but if you, don't, if you can't 
Well, it's, 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 it's existing facility, Mike. I don't know that I dig up the floor for it, okay, but right, um, sure. if, I, if I was building a new facility, I think I would consider it. Okay. Um, if you're looking at a, uh, like, you know, service team one doing only uh, quick service, uh, how many repair orders should they be able to handle in a day with, with the structure that you laid out? Um, yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're just writing all changes and tire rotations, I mean, that number is pretty substantial. You, you know, you're probably looking at, you know, 25, 30, or maybe even more, depending on. But but if we're looking at, at upsells um, along the way with those, then, then it gets a little more complicated because you can't handle that many customers and... Um, and, and interact with them with the upsell. So, I mean, if we're just going to write all changes in tire rotations, that number can be really high. All right. Um, it just, just depends. For, for a service advisor, then, uh, who's writing both, uh, you know, the, the regular service customers plus um, quick service, what would be what would be a number? I know we've heard for the traditional uh, business. Uh, you know, 15 to 20 repair orders for, for a service advisor. Uh, if you factored in a quick service, what, what, what should they be looking at? Well, I would still use, I would use the traditional, no, I, I, use, um, I use 15 to 17, Mike, for, for uh, per advisor per day for most manufacturers where the advisor does not cashier. Okay. If the advisor is cashiering, Obviously, that number should come down, and I use a, I use a range of 13 to 15, depending on uh, the manufacturer and how many lines per repair order, repair order and so forth. But if they're writing their own quick service, to me, that, that goes right in the bunch. And in some cases, my that scenario uh, tends to improve the, um, the upsell um, by having that, you know, that, that seasoned advisor handling the customer. So. Okay. Um, you use the term build up to price. Uh, could you explain what you meant by that? Absolutely. We, we use the features, advantages, and benefits approach with the customer, which everybody that sells anything does, whether it's furniture or TVs or new cars. And we tell them what needs to be done, why it should be done, why it should be done here, what it means to them. And, oh, by the way, it's $592.60. Because, Mike, if I started with uh, Miss Customer or Mr. Customer, it's $592.60. Now let me tell you what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, I've lost them. <laughs> okay. All they heard was the $592. All right. Okay. Um, the, uh, the list of metrics that you showed us, uh, is, are, is that something we can just pull out of the DMS, or, or, or do we have to pull individual numbers and then calculate the... Uh, um, every DMS is a little different there, Mike. I mean, with, with custom reporting in some of the systems, you can focus in on particular operations and, and you can do a count on opcodes, um, or they even have some DMS have, will actually do a bar graph on particular opcodes. So if you're using operation codes for, for the multiple inspection, if you're using operation codes for recommendations, uh, generally it's opcode driven, and if you can if you can extract that data through an opcode usage report or a custom report, it shouldn't be too hard to come by. But again, the number one metric to me is that daily review of the repair orders and the counseling. That's that beats them all. 
That's best. That's the best of all. Okay, uh, and and that that implies that the service manager is is ultimately accountable for performance and quick service. Um, okay, or, is that a question? Or is that a statement? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but all right, who is? Let me re, re, I'll rephrase that, Your Honor. Uh, who is who is accountable uh, for performance and quick service? Is it is it the lead service advisor? Is it is it a service manager? How, how do you see that being done? Well, I guess it depends on the structure, Mike. I know in some cases, um, in some of the stores I've worked with, they'll have one dedicated service advisor for the quick lane, as an example, and maybe five or six, you know, full-line advisors. Um, that, that standalone service advisor is really, you know, nothing more than, and I don't, I don't mean this the way it sounds, is, is a service advisor. It's not a manager. Now, in, in, in other stores I work with where it's a, full-blown express operation with two ships working six days a week, you know, late hours, they actually do have a quick claim manager that's responsible for the operation that reports to the service manager. Um, that's a little unusual. Not all operations are that big, um, but generally it's not. Generally it's the service manager that's responsible for that service advisor that's dedicated to it or service advisors that's dedicated to it or to the staff and service advisors. So, you know, it really comes back to the service manager in most cases. I want to thank everybody for attending today. As I said, we had a, a good-sized crowd, and uh, and we appreciate you taking the time to spend uh, part of your afternoon with Dealer's Edge. Uh, I'd especially like to thank uh, Don Tipton from DTC Retail Consulting for taking his time this afternoon to share his expertise and experience with us. Uh, and for putting today's workshop together. Don, thank you very much. You're certainly welcome. And, okay, and with that, uh, I'm Mike Bowers for Dealer's Edge. We'll be signing off for today and hope you can join us for our next workshop.